Hey, you guys. Happy New Year. I'm just letting you know that um, me, Jackie Angel, I started a new podcast called the Memorized Scripture Podcast because as Catholics, we are like known notoriously for not knowing scripture. And the kind of the theme of the scripture um, podcast is let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, which is Colossians 3, 16. And I just love that. Like letting the word really dwell in us means that we have to memorize scripture. And when you memorize scripture, the, something that I've been doing for, I think since I was 18, when I was a young apostle at a Steubenville conference, they made us do this and it has changed my life because now I can recall scripture in all times of my life, whether it's my own personal prayer, times that I'm like struggling and times that are going beautifully great. I can recall scripture with my kids when I'm giving talks, when I'm doing apologetics, whatever it is. Memorizing scripture is so beautiful. So this is for anybody. This is for moms who want to teach their kids scripture. This podcast is like super short, two to five minutes a week. It's a weekly scripture. There's a theme every month and every week the scripture will get more difficult and then every month it'll reset to like easy. So if you only want to do the easy ones, great. But this is for teachers who want to use it with their students. This is for young adults. This is for Catholics of all ages who just want to let the word dwell in them. So it's called Memorize Scripture Podcast. You can find it on Spotify. You can find it on Apple. If you um, comment or like it, it'll help to get it more seen because when I like looked it up, I like, didn't even appear. I'm like, oh, it's not even there. So anyway, share it with your friends. You can do this with anybody. Um, and yeah, I hope you enjoy it. Memorize Scripture Podcast. Thank you guys. Hey everyone, welcome to Conversations with Jackie and Bobby. I'm one of your hosts, Jackie Angel, and today I'm joined by my friend Manny Gonzalez. Welcome. So good to be here. Thank you so, so much. Yeah. I'm excited, man. Yeah. I'm excited. We're excited. I mean, like, we just had you over for dinner like a couple days ago. So yeah, like, kind of played Mario Kart. I mean, yeah. Our, <laughs> and uh, you, our kids destroyed you sometimes and then you destroyed them. Let's just say Kart. I was humbled. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> We're just going to keep it there. I don't I'm think we need to go you. into detail. Let's yeah. just keep it there. Yeah. Anyone who comes over and gets beaten by a nine-year-old. It's, <laughs> I mean, even me, I'm like, are you kidding? But yeah. We have to stay grounded. We have to stay rooted. I know. And the Lord and uses Mario Kart sometimes. So that's okay. So yeah. <laughs> anyway. So, okay. I just want to share the experience that I think we first met on Instagram think so. Years ago. Oh, I know what story you're going to tell. And then we moved. Yes. We yeah. moved to Texas and we go to St. Anne's and Capel. Yeah. And I sing, I was singing at the 430 mass before I had the baby. I might come back someday, but before baby, I was singing at 430 mass. And all of a sudden I see you go to communion <laughs> as I'm singing. And I'm like, wait, is that Manny? <laughs> I'm like, is he here for a talk? <laughs> And I like literally at the end, I was like going to run after you and say hi and like meet you in person. So um, come like I had no clue. You are from here. That was this is one of your parishes. Like you grew up at this parish, had yep. no clue your family went to this parish. I literally thought like, oh, maybe he's coming in because I knew you went to Franciscan. Yes. Um, and so I thought you were coming to give a talk to like the high schoolers or whatever. And no, you you like literally go here. Like, oh my gosh, you go here. <laughs> I was receiving Jesus. I remember. So then it was funny. Cause then I ended up getting a message from you. DM You're like, do you go to St. Anne's yeah. and Calpel? I'm like, like, did I just you see you? Go to City? Yeah. Yeah. And then I think the rest is history. I mean, I remember we ended up, yeah, we ended up meeting up. I was like, I'm out. the blonde girl that sings. And yeah. you're like, wait, what? That's you. <laughs> yeah. And we were like, it was just like beautiful. And then the Lord, I think just kind of like unfolded after that, we've been able to have dinners and been able to hang out yeah. with the kids and play Mario Kart and yeah. It's fun, you know. Yeah. St. Anne's is just, I feel like St. Anne's is like that, especially. St. Anne's and Capel just has that kind of, yeah. like the random Catholic faces that you're like, oh, you go here. Well, the cool. fact that you literally are 
like in the town next to us. This is it, man. And you're like 15 minutes down the street. So yeah, the story your, you're gonna, your like house that you grew up in right. from where we live now is pretty crazy. The so. stories you're going to hear took place in Dallas, Texas, which is kind of terrifying as I'm talking to someone from this area because you might put some pieces together, but we're going to hope that actually the Lord did what he wanted to. So that's fine. You know, no <laughs> shame. Like, we're going in. We're going in. Okay. So no some shame. people might know you from Instagram as call me Manny. And yeah. then some people may have never heard of who you are and your story. So I would love for you to share your story, your testimony. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so my name is Emmanuel Gonzalez. Most people know me simply as Manny. Um, I'm a son of God, first and foremost, um, but it took me a while to get to that point and to that realization of just understanding what that means. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up faithfully Catholic, cradle Catholic. Um, my mom and dad were both catechists, um, so they were very involved in the RCA program at St. Anne's, actually. Um, so for those of you you know RCA, um, it's the um, church's program for initiation for people who are looking to be baptized into the church. Um, so my parents were just very... Um, very involved and very intentional with raising us on the faith, forming us on um, Catholic teaching. Um, so I always knew who Jesus was, right? Um, kind of like the, the typical cradle Catholic. Like I knew who Jesus was, but I didn't know him personally. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my childhood was relatively normal. Um, I have, um, there's seven of us total, seven siblings, so nine in the family total. I'm um, so big old Hispanic Catholic family, Puerto Rican. I'm proud of that. All yeah. right. I'm going to put that out there. And um, where do you fall in line of the seven? I'm the middle. I'm the okay. neglected one. The I was, I was, yeah, I was, wounds, it was the wounds. wounds I know we're not going to, we're not going to unpack this already, but wounds. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I'm not going to trauma dump on you. We're not going to unpack that, but, <laughs> uh, that's not, that's not why we're here, but, um, <laughs> Yeah, so I'm the middle child, um, and so yeah, childhood was relatively normal. Obviously, my parents were not perfect, but you know, I was relatively normal childhood upbringing. Um, my story, really, I think, especially in relation to the topic of homosexuality, um, and honestly, just my relationship with the Lord, because um, in many ways they're tied together, in very significant ways. Um, it all kind of, I think, started to reach a, a point where I guess a talking point in around fifth or sixth grade. I was going to Catholic private school, um, which is here in Dallas, which we are not going to name drop. <laughs> um, and yes, yeah, so I was at Catholic private school. And I remember the boys, my classmates, my peers, um, started talking about the girls that they liked, you know, cooties, uh, you know, it was like Britney Spears, you know, like Jessica Simpson, all these names were dropping and like, they were just like, it was, it was puberty season, right? And <laughs> open season. it was, puberty. it was, yeah, it was a scary time. And I just remember hearing the boys, my peers talking and being like, I do not feel this way towards mm. other girls. In fact, I feel this way towards my peers, towards the other, the boys, mm. towards okay. the other guys. Yeah. And it was terrifying. Mm. Um, especially growing up Catholic, you know, it wasn't like my parents necessarily set a tone in our household that was, you know, homophobic or anything like that. But no- have they ever, did you even know like where they stood on no not, not honestly all? not necessarily okay. um it was more just it was this weird like almost like an an innate kind of like something something just felt off about it well like especially I, when everyone around you like your right, friends are all talking right. about this you're like oh i don't feel the same i mean anytime you're in that a situation where everyone's like oh this is this and you're like oh right. i don't yeah i'm like uh, uh, i don't want a girlfriend <laughs> like i'm like i'm not the same yeah i was like i actually kind of like want to date you guys and i was like really confusing it was and a feeling of i'm different absolutely like it yeah. just uh, and it spiraled me honestly like into i kind of describe it as like a threefold sp- like spiral of hate okay so 
like self-hatred. Yes. Yeah. I hated God Mm. um, because I thought that he had somehow bestowed this upon me, that somehow God had, you know, put this thing on me that was, you know, so much different, so much worse than everyone else. I hated the Catholic church um, because I thought that she was homophobic. I thought that she was, um, her teachings were outdated. Um, and again, this was based on the little understanding I even had. I didn't really even have a full understanding of what she taught. Um, but I hated God, hated the church. And ultimately I hated myself because yeah. I thought that somehow I deserved this, but somehow I had earned this disgusting, mm. horrific, what I saw as a disgusting, horrific burden. Um, and so it spiraled me, um, into rebellion that in middle school for years, um, I kind of put on this face. This was sort of like, I'm going to be the class clown. I'm going to make mm-hmm. the guys laugh because if I can make them laugh, they're not going to ask like, like Manny Emmanuel, how are you actually doing? Like what's, how are you, how's your heart? Yeah. It was like a defense mechanism. Absolutely. Yeah. And so that's what I did. Um, so I played every prank. God bless him. I mean, pre I played on, nobody was, nobody was spared. It was priests, <laughs> teachers, principals, students. Um, I got kicked out of this first okay. Catholic private school. Um, then I went to another Catholic private school. Same thing. Kept suppressing repression, hatred, Nobody knew, and I got kicked out of the second Catholic private school. So two Catholic private schools under my belt in North Texas. Can I ask, <laughs> were your parents, now as a parent, yes. and obvi- now our parents and you know your parents and my parents, are that those generations don't may not have understood. I feel like we're so much more in the know when it comes to psychology right, and like right, right. attachment, there, like attunement, like where you're, because I know when my kids act out, I'm like, okay. Something is going on. Mm. And like even my three-year-old acts out, I'm like, I need to spend more time with her because she's acting out because I'm not giving her attention. Mm. Like were your parents attuned or were they just kind of not really, like would they have conversations with you like, what's going on? Like how can we, or no, just kind of, and that's okay. Like not everyone, we have to come to an understanding like our parents weren't as aware sometimes of what we are aware of now. Yeah, no, I mean, great question, Jackie. I think, um, Honestly, I can't recall until I remember when I got, I mean, obviously when I got expelled from the, I think it took the point of expulsion, mm-hmm. but then my parents, you know, my parents are amazing parents. You know, I'm not here to, you know, paint them out. Like they're incredible parents, but at least from what I can recall, I don't think it was until my first expulsion that obviously they were kind of like, what's going on? Right. But I didn't, they opened the door and I, by no, I was like, you were nothing. so closed yeah, book. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then I remember very clearly though, it was the second expulsion that my dad took me to a park and um, because I think his mindset was like, if we go outside, then maybe, you know, maybe things will, you know, maybe he'll open up a little bit. I nature don't know. Yeah, will nature, heal all things. Nature heals. That sounds kind of, nature, it's fine. Yeah, nature yeah. is amazing. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. But, um, it is healing. It is, yes. But, um, and I remember my dad, like, he was just, he was like, I don't know what to do, son. Like, what's going on? And I, I refused. I did not. I was like, mm. this is a part of me that you will never like I was in the mindset that they will never know because they will hate me they will kick me out they I will be disowned so I I didn't say anything I just I was silent and my dad was like we have no choice but like son we can't keep affording for you to go to Catholic private schools for you to get kicked out of each one so they were like we gotta send you post school and so that's kind of like the like that dun 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 like everyone freaks out you know it's like public school is not okay. I went to public school right right exactly. look at us educated. we're doing okay yeah we're right? doing okay the Lord I mean, still uses it there were things yeah, right right because that's what I was gonna say by no means was Catholic private school perfect sin exists there right 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 um, yeah. sometimes very much, the better sin exists there. right exactly very much so um, but at the same time I was still being taught, you know, and rooted in Catholic understanding. Um, 
of just morality and life. Whereas I went to public school my eighth grade year and I started getting introduced to the world's idea of just love and freedom and sexuality. And you know, I started being introduced to gay, you know, gay people and the LGBT plus community and things like that. And um, it was all very intriguing to me, but I still didn't do anything about it. Um, I still very much so suppression, isolation, self-hatred. And I kind of floated like that mm -hmm. um, for the first half of my years in high school until um, junior high school is when everything really kind of hit a point. Um, that's when my parents found out. I had this master plan, okay, that mom and dad were never gonna, it was funny, I, it was that I was gonna be going off to college and my plan was that like, as I was like getting on the plane or getting into the bus or whatever for college, I was gonna turn around and be like, mom, dad, I like, I am attracted to men. By the way. Bye. Yeah, and I was gonna be like, bye, it's good to, I'm going to college, I'll see you guys later. Um, and what I don't, a master plan. I know, plan. what a master plan. Like, I know, thank God what? the Lord, you know, yeah. the Lord, you know, did otherwise. Um, yeah, my parents, one day my dad asked for my phone um, to do a periodical phone check um, to make sure I wasn't doing anything I shouldn't have. And um, I actually had on there a conversation um, that I had screenshot between a friend and I from St. Anne's, actually, from my, my parish. She was a friend who I knew loved the Lord, loved Jesus, and loved me. And I, she was the first person I ever told, I ever, you know, came out to. Um, and I remember she spoke such life over me um, she was like, your son, like you're loved, like the church is your home. You have a place here. What the church is calling you to is not impossible. It's not against yeah. you. And I was intrigued because like of all this time, I was like, I thought Christians, you know, hated the LGBT plus community. I thought that God hated me. It was actually really sad. I found the messages a couple years ago and I literally told her like, I, I'm going to burn in hell. Like, I don't know what to do. Mm. And, and so she spoke this life over me. I screenshotted it because I was intrigued. Um, and my, I knew mom and dad were going to find that, that conversation. So I sat them down and I just instant tears. I mean, I'm, I'm Puerto Rican. So, you know, it's, it was dramatic. I mean, it was telenovela, like full <laughs> on, like waterworks. And I just sat them down and I was, I was like, mom, dad, like I, I, I used language at the time. I was like, I'm gay. And, um, I, I don't know what to do. I don't want you to hate me. I don't want God to hate me, but I don't know. And in that moment, um, I truly believe I encountered the heavenly father it was the first tangible encounter I can recall um, that they didn't condemn me. So they didn't like pull out a catechism or Leviticus and be like, you know, like thou shall not, you know, they You're didn't do burn it. In hell. Right. Yeah. But they also <laughs> didn't celebrate. They didn't pull out the pride flag and, you know, like bring us home a son-in-law. Let's go. You know, it wasn't, <laughs> it was actually like nothing. They just held me while I was crying. Mm -hmm. My dad just pressed me against his chest. My mom was standing behind me um, and they just held me while I was crying. It was very <laughs> indicative of just the father meeting us where we are. Yeah. Obviously not letting us stay there, but nonetheless meeting us where we are in our brokenness amidst our mess um, and just sitting with us in that. And that's what happened. And that was it. Wow. Yeah. And then um, uh, the conversation ended a few days later. My dad very awkwardly, <laughs> very respectfully was like, hey, son, uh, want to talk about what happened the other day? And um, so I, we ended up with my consent. It was totally consensual. We ended up um, going to a family friend who's a priest. And he laid out to me the Catholic teachings on... Um, you know, homosexuality. And I was just like, this sucks. Yeah. I was like, this sounds so boring. And so I remember the priest was telling me, speaking the truth over me of the church. And it was like in one year out the other. Like, were you feeling uncomfortable? Really? Like, uh, honestly, like, Jackie, annoyed? it was honestly, it was like, my mindset was, I was like, okay. Cause I was always so scared of mom and dad finding out. And okay. I was like, so that was, that was out? it. Okay. Yeah. So it was like, mom and dad know now they don't mm -hmm. hate me. I'm not kicked out of the house. So I was like, I like, I remember he was talking to me. I was just like, in my mind, I was like, I'm free. 
like I have nothing to hide. I, mm. I, this is, this is freedom season. Like I'm going out now. Like I, it's like that one song. What's that one song by, um, I'm coming yep. out. <laughs> I was like, I, I don't know. Yeah. To to know. know. Okay. okay. So, yeah. We're going to oh, get monetized. Like, to go out and like, yeah, just, I was like, I can tell everyone now. Like I was like, I was always scared of telling people because I was always scared. It was going to come back to mom and dad. That was who I was most scared of finding out. But were you like it? Also, like, I'm now going to go have a boyfriend. Oh, yeah. No, okay, that was okay. my mind. Yeah, exactly. Like, gotcha. I was like, I was like, I'm coming out, but as the world sees, like, I was like, I'm going to go. Like, I'm okay. going to be free, okay. quote unquote, and like, I'm going to do what I want now. So the pre, you were kind of like, whatever. No, dude. yeah, I didn't care. Oh, um, okay, and so okay. that's, that's how I went. So I remember I started telling people, um, it became such a novelty thing. Um, like, truly, um, like, I remember I was, it was, it was like, if you, I'm, I'm going to tell you I'm gay. If you don't love me, don't accept me for being gay. Um, then you don't love me. You don't see me for who I am. Um, I remember one time a friend's birthday party. That was her birthday gift. So I was like, happy birthday. I'm gay. Congratulations. Like it wasn't wrapped. There wasn't a receipt. Like no, like that was it. Like it was like, mm. period. like it was like, that was how novelty was where I had to tell everybody, everyone had to receive it. Um, so by my senior year of high school, um, I was out. I was the gay kid at my school. I started dating guys. I became sexually active. Um, I started an LGBT plus alliance club at my high school. Don't know if it's still around, but um, I was I was I was living it, man. Um, all the while, I was still going to church. I was still trying to reconcile with God what that meant. Um, and then this continued into my first two years of college. Um, I did community college here in Texas. Um, and it was just like diving deeper. Like I was um, in all kinds of sin too. I want to emphasize like it was not just homosexuality. Like I, this is not just that kind of story. Like it was, I was prideful. I was gluttonous. I was jealous. I just lived a life of, it was me all about what I wanted, how I wanted. It didn't matter how I was going to get there. Well, and even when you said that was my gift to my friend, like mm. we are all called to be a gift mm. and how, what a twisting of mm. like my, this is like almost like, like a prideful, like yeah. this is my gift to you. Yeah. It's like, Oh, that's like what you want. And for inverse, you know, like an interesting twisting of the, we are called to be a gift. Mm. Like we are gifts. And like, that's not a prideful thing to say. Like God has called each one of us to be a gift, but yeah, Absolutely. we can all have there. That's what sin is. It's always a twisting of the true meaning of what a gift, but a gift is sacrifice. A gift is love, right? Absolutely. Wow. Okay. So yeah, keep going. No, you're okay. I think it was also just me wanting to be heard. Honestly, I think it was just like, because I was for yeah. so long running and felt like I wasn't listen to yeah i think it was like it just desperate like hear me see me yeah like, receive of course me, and you know right and again those are basic desires of Absolutely. every human heart we want to be seen we want to be known we want to be blessed we want to be affirmed touched in a healthy beautiful safe way and yeah and we go to all these other things of the world to a, to to do that instead of to God, but th so so people know like those aren't bad desires. Absolutely not. Those are beautiful, good desires. But we Absolutely. when we go to the world to tell us that like I want the world to see me, I want mm. social media to see me and know me and love me. You know. No, yeah, and thank you for for the thunder. That. There was just thunder. I know, do you hear the thunder? That God's like, like yes. Boom, yes. God said that was good word. <laughs> boom. But no, amen. I mean, that's what I was seeking. I just yeah, I'm human. And we yeah. all, we all do that. Right. It doesn't matter human. what our sin is. Like right. we all Absolutely. go everywhere besides Amen. God to affirm anything that we're, yeah. Amen. All those things. And that's yeah. why I like to emphasize, like, again, like when I tell my testimony, like it's not just, I hate when people just limit it to like, oh, like you were dating guys. You were, you know, it's like, no, like there's so much, like I was just, I was seeking, like I was longing, I was aching and I right. just 
I was, it was my human heart was breaking and I was just searching in the wrong places. Like, and that's any pre-conversion story. Like right, all of right. our, like, it's not just like, oh, we have this. Sometimes we have just this, like, there's a big one. But yeah, we have pride, lust, laziness. We have all these, like, uh, the self-hatred can propel that. And when, yeah, when you, I'm reading, um, this is a problem right now. I'm le- reading Life of the Beloved by Henry Nowen. Oh, I love Henry Nowen. And that's all, I'm like, oh, I'm like thinking through all this, like this, yeah. the self-hatred, the self-rejection that propels us to go. Mm. We all have an amount of self-hatred. Mm. I mean, and what when you said earlier, like, um, oh, Henry Nowen essentially is like, yeah, I thought like when I would tell people it's like just reaffirming like oh yeah of course people hate me because I already hate myself yeah like oh yeah it makes sense that my parents would like if their reaction was son you're kicked you're like yeah it's just reaffirming how much Mm. I hate myself Mm. yeah so his thing is like the opposite of the life of the beloved is like Mm. the self-rejection self-hatred but Okay. Yeah. Keep, keep no fire, flame. Keep it going. Keep it all going, right. man. So, so you were saying like in college, yeah, this, just kept going. It was all these things. It was yeah. pride. It was, yeah. 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 And so, like, obviously, like we all know, like different sins and whatnot. And, um, you know, I, whenever I tell my testimony, you know, I oftentimes when I hear other people tell their testimony, obviously it's their story, but I'll hear like a, you know, like I lived a life of sin. I hated it. It was miserable. I did it for like 50 years, but I hated it. And I'm like, I'll, I'll be honest, I didn't, like, I wasn't miserable. Like sin feels good. If it didn't, we wouldn't commit it. Like I was not miserable. I'm not going to sit here and act like I hated my life. Like sex feels good. Even if it's outside its proper context, you know? Well, yeah, Um, exactly. exactly. Like it's like, you know, and it's like things like that. Sin feels good. That's why we do it. Right, exactly. So I wasn't miserable. I'm not here to lie. And, you know, I wasn't miserable. Um, There were glimpses of happiness. Um, But there's a difference between happiness and joy, right? Um, Happiness is of the flesh. It's fleeting. Joy is a person. His name is Jesus. And I did not know Jesus. Um, he knew me and he was still pursuing me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm here to, yeah, to, to just emphasize that, that I was, there were moments of happiness. I wasn't miserable, right. you know, um, but I wasn't joyful. I didn't have that because I didn't have an active dialogue with him that was on my end pursuit. Um, and then um, summer of 2018, um, something happened. All right. So the Lord is, again, he knows I'm dramatic. So he speaks our language. He comes down, he stoops down, you know, so he, he, he speaks had, your love right. language. So he's dramatic. Spoke, right. So it was very dramatic. Okay. Um, so uh, honestly I had, um, this dream, um, and it was my heart. It was a heart of flesh and it was sinking in this dark, deep body of water. It was sinking really quickly. Um, and it was the Lord, like, kind of like he lifted the veil from my eyes and allowed me to see just where, my soul, like to see the state of my soul. And again, I'm not here to say that it was, you know, homosexuality and I was on a path to hell because that like, it wasn't, you know, it was just, I was living a very, like all kinds of just selfishness and sin. And and, and I, just to say pride is yeah, the worst pr- of the sins. Absolutely. Like Peter absolutely. Craved, I think it's in back to virtue. I think um, he says like, so often we think that Lust is the worst of the sins. He's like, but sometimes God will allow us to fall into lust so we can mm. see our pride mm. because pride goeth before the fall, right? Pride Amen. goes before the fall and it is the worst of the sins because we think we are God. Right. We think we are God and we can determine what is right or wrong. That's why pride is so evil and mm. deadly and we all have pride and we all need to root it out. But mm. people often, again, when especially when it comes to same-sex attraction or, or like we always, we hold up lust as the worst. Yeah. And obviously- the reason why lust it it can be it is can be deadly sins is because 
like, blessed are the pure of heart for they shall see God. And I heard a Vatican exorcist once say, um, lust is not the worst of the sins, but it's the easiest. Mm. It's like the easiest way the devil mm. can get in. So it's not the wor- pride is the worst. Yeah. But lust because the culture, we're swimming in a culture yeah. that says, that's no big deal. Totally sex is distorted. no big deal. Yeah. No kind of sex. Like, do whatever you feel. It's the easiest mm. to get in because our bodies are so good and our bodies are made for relationship. Yeah, our bodies, communion. we are made for intimacy, communion. Mm. And the world twists that and says communion and intimacy equal sex. Yep. Which it doesn't. No. Look at all the celibate people we know. Look at all the priests and nuns we know who are like some of the most beautiful, again, instantly yeah. come to mind, like Sister Miriam, instantly mm. come to mind, Father John Burns, like instantly mm. come to mind. Like I have all these beautiful priests and nun friends and I'm thinking they are celibate men mm. and women. And the intimacy, the communion they have with their friends, with God, and they're not having sex. Yeah. But the world says sex equals communion. Sex yeah. equals, like, if you're not having it, you're not going to be not, happy. Yeah, right, right. And yet we know as Catholics that is not true. Okay. So. No, no, please. I mean, seriously, like, and just going off of that, like, I always say, people ask, like, who are the happiest people you've seen in your life? And I'm always like, nuns. Like, I think of, like, <laughs> yeah. these women these beautiful who, nuns. right, and they live lives that you almost... Like pe- the world might look at it and be like, they're li- like it's contrary to who they are as women. They're not mothers, you know. They're not physical mothers. They're not wives. Like, what are you doing? But it's like actually, like, they are so joyful and so fulfilled because their motherhood and their, um, you know, the way they live out being a bride is like a spiritual reality. But it's a beautiful one that they yeah. live out through their celibacy, through their vocation. It's like, yeah, I think even with me, like, pe- I'm like, I hope I seem like I'm joyful, you know. Like, I hope I don't seem miserable to people, and I'm yeah. not, you know. You know, I'm striving to live according to church teaching and it's like, you know, I'm fulfilled and I hope people can see that. That's why I'm here is to show like, no, this life is good. Yeah. Like sex does not equate, you know, necessarily to like the end all be all love. Like it's like, look at Jesus. Yeah. Jesus and, had love. And just so people know, even in marriage, any anyone who's <laughs> married knows that, listen, like obviously it's a beautiful part, but that is not your whole marriage doesn't revolve around that. Absolutely. So when like single people think, oh, I go, oh, I can't wait to get married and have sex. And like, this is going to be, it's like. Okay, but that is just like a cherry on top of everything else. Mm. Good, a really good book for that is Bob Shoots, Dr. Bob Shoots, cool. Be Devoted. Okay, And cool. he talks about like sexes should be the the very, like you have to have all these other things as a mm. married couple and sex should be just like the cherry on top. Of, Absolutely. And he doesn't maybe use those words, but um, yeah. I can, so I can see like, yeah, the world tells us all these things. Okay. So you had this experience where you had this <laughs> yeah. dream. Yeah. Yes. Okay. We'll take these yeah, I love side, this. I love this. This is great. I love, I love this. This is, this um, is good, man. Breaking it down. Okay. So you had yeah, this dream are. and you yes. saw your, my heart. your heart. Yeah. And I, I didn't know what to do. It's like when God speaks to you, I'm sure you've had moments like these, but like when God speaks to you, like, what do you do with that? You know, like I was like, how do I go from like somebody who's like, you know, at the drag clubs and the gay bars and stuff and like you know, all of a sudden to a Bible thumping Christian. Like I was like, Lord, like, what do I do? How with old this? were you at this time? This was 2018. So that was six years ago. Um, so I was 19, 20, okay. cause I'm 25 now. Okay. Um, yeah. So, um, and at this point it had been like three, yeah, three or four years since I had, you know, like, you know, everything. Went coming out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, um, I didn't do anything about it. I just ignored, um, the dream I had eventually ate me alive. Cause when your maker speaks to you, it's kind of hard to ignore. Um, my parents sat me down and were like, you know, what's going on? Cause they could see a difference in me. And I told them, I was like, I think after God, the dream, they could yeah, see a difference yeah, in you. Yeah. They saw like an uneasiness. I was distressed. Uh, Cause I was like, how okay. do I, what do I do? Okay. Like, I was like, I knew, how do you ignore that? Like, how do you ignore your maker speaking so clearly? Like, I was like, I can't claim ignorance. Um, 
And so my mom and dad sat me down um, and I told them, I was like, I think God spoke to me. I don't know. I don't know how to go about this. Mm. So I tried. They helped me. You know, I tried to like get into youth group. I tried to plug into Catholic spaces. I tried the Catholic thing for a couple of weeks. I hate it. I was like, this sucks. <laughs> I was like, this chastity's boring. I want to go back. So I did. Summer of 2018, I turned away. I looked God in the face and I was like, I want nothing to do with you. Um, and I lived the most like wildly, you know, just selfish life um, that I had ever lived. I looked for churches outside of the Catholic church mm. um, that would affirm, you know, like, no, like you can date a man, like as long as you love Jesus, you can get drunk every night, as long as you love Jesus, you can do all X, Y, Z, as long as you love Jesus. Right. Um, and obviously I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt that that's what they, you know, knew and that's what they thought was good and true. But I knew that I was made for more. I knew that the Catholic church had it right, but I was running. And our God is so generous um, and so good that he allowed me to run. He was like, I'll be waiting here when you want to come home, but you can go off. Um, and then October 2018 happened again. Very dramatic. I, I, I swear, this is just the Lord knew. He was like, we got to do this. We got to be dramatic. This is the only way I can speak to Emmanuel. And so um, October 2018, I had another dream um, where I heard two things. Um, the first was like a desperate, like a father to his son, like, son, I need you. Like, come home, I need you. Um, and then the second thing was time is running out. Wow. And so that night I got on my knees. I was like, Lord Jesus, I have no idea who you are. Chris Tomlin says you're a good, good father, right? Like apparently you're really good. Um, like you have to show me something now or else like the rest of my life, I'm going to dedicate to letting people know you are a liar and you are not who you say you are. Mm. And that was, I think the first real prayer I ever prayed in my life. And Jesus honored it. He heard that cry from the pits of my heart. Um, and he started responding. Um, it was a very gradual response, right? Like a, a conversion, especially like mine coming from the life that I lived. Like I'm not here to act like it happened overnight. <laughs> We're all ongoing, right. constantly being Always, made new. Yeah. Metanoia, right? Ongoing conversion. So for me, it was a very gradual and it still is gradual and it still is happening. But um, slowly, you know, some desires of mine started to drop in terms of just like I had no desire to go out and, you know, get wasted every night and do things like, like some desires dropped. Um, and it made it easier for me to start to distance myself from certain social groups, certain settings that weren't helping me grow in holiness. Um, at the same time, I was still attracted to men. I still am attracted to men. I might always be attracted to men. I see it as like, Lord, like this is the cross that, you know, is just heavy enough to keep me at the foot of yours. So it's like, it's just enough to keep me begging for mercy and for grace on a daily basis. So, uh, go but ahead. even that, that time is running out. Mm. Like our life is so short. Mm. It's like a drop, like in the ocean, like our life is so short. Yeah. Yeah. And even that word of God, like saying time is running out. Mm. It's like, do I want my life? Like, yeah, it's like, what am I spending? I switch foot, baby. This is your <laughs> life. Are you sing, 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 sing. This is your life. We've been listening to the, um, the their their twenty is it twentieth anniversary twenty fifth good good of their, as um, you should beautiful letdown good, anyways yeah good. this is your life are you who you want to be and I just hit forty so I'm like middle age now and I'm like this is my life am yeah. I who I want to be you know it's like right, life right. is short mm. and who am I living it for mm. am I am I experiencing true joy and happiness um am I living a life giving glory to God and holiness yeah. or, am I, or am I living a life for myself or am I being yeah. a gift you know so that's the question we all have to ask is yeah, this is your life. Are you who you want to be? And so you kind of, that was eating 
at you. Yeah. Well, the Lord just, again, he's that generous. He allowed me to like, like he didn't have to allow me to face myself in that way, but he was so generous that he was like, like, just look at things like son, yeah. like, is this what I made you for? Or were you made for this? Or were you made for more? Yeah. And it was like, I couldn't deny it. Like I was like, I, there's still an ache. There's still that classic God shaped hole. Yeah. Where I was like, I know that there's something more. Um, so yeah. So, um, I said yes to the Lord that night. Slowly things started moving. Um, also it was really hard. Like, Conversion is hard. Oh, yeah. I lost a lot of friends. Like 90, 95% of my community walked away. I was called brainwashed. I was told that, like, you know, religion got a hold of me. I was constantly told, like, you'll be back. Like, we'll see you again. Like, you'll come back. Yeah, it's hard. Um, Yeah. So I'm not, again, I'm here. wishing for you to fail. Yes. And so I'm here to emphasize to you guys, like, it is not an overnight and it is not easy by any means. Like, Mm -hmm. it was a lot of stripping. Um, But with that came replenishing, right? Because the Lord gives and takes. And it was like certain people had to leave my life so that he could then replenish and bring new. And so um, I, I received this image of this book opening up. I realized it was the Lord telling me to share my story. Um, and so that Christmas, I asked for a Canon, uh, Canon camera. And then January of 2019, I posted um, my testimony on YouTube. I didn't know what I was going to say, how I was going to say. I just turned the camera on, spoke, kind of relate everything that I've been telling you. Don't look it up. It's so cringe now looking back. I'm like, Lord, I don't know how you use this, but he did because he's that good. Um, and I, it started gaining traction. I started getting, receiving messages from people just saying like, I thought I was the only one. You know, like mm-hmm. I thought I was the only person in the church um, who, you know, in one way or another, like has an LGBT plus experience, but is striving to live you know, like wants to live a life of a disciple, wants to give this to the Lord. Um, and it, I started seeing hope. And so I started, um, I saw a ministry in this. And so I started posting more videos. Eventually I started a blog site called What a Beautiful Cross. It kind of just blew up, right? We're now five and a half years later, we're here by the grace of God. Um, and the Lord's taking me to this new place where, first of all, um, he has shown me over time, over the past five and a half years, um, who I am, truly, Um, that I am a son, first and foremost, like I'm a beloved son of God, Mm -hmm. whatever I struggle with, whatever temptation, whatever addiction, whatever X, Y, and Z, you name it. Like Jesus is not like, he looks at me, not like in spite of all that, but amidst that. And he calls me his. And so it's like these past five and a half years have been like, by the grace of God, just like diving into like, what does it mean to be a son? What does it mean to live as a son? Right? So my life looks very different now. I strive to live according to church teachings on human sexuality. So I, you know, I, I'm not dating guys anymore. Um, and in many ways, like I don't, again, I still experience those attractions to men um, and they're hard and they're, it's a struggle. Um, but in many ways, like, in, and obviously every season is different, but like right now, you know, it's like that thing where it's like, I don't have even the desire to necessarily pursue that right now. Um, not saying that that desire is not there, but the desire to go out and, you know, date a guy because like I'm with the Lord and like I'm, I'm a son and like I know what my life like when you know your sonship when you know your daughtership your life and your actions direct accordingly doesn't mean it's easy it doesn't mean you don't struggle otherwise like there are days like I could be saying this now and there's gonna be another day where I'm gonna wake up and be like man I really want a boyfriend like it's like you know like yeah. I'm not here to say it's a one and done again like but like my life looks different it's good it's beautiful it's yeah. fruitful um community is huge for me like my, because I'm not in a romantic relationship, I'm not, you know, in, you know, engaging like sexual stuff, like, um, like my friends, like surrounding myself with holy good women who, um, I went to college. Um, I've been going to college the past couple of years at Franciscan University of Steubenville. I transferred there in 2019. I've been there 
and I'm working there now and I'm getting my master's there, but finding men and women who are like-minded, who want to call me into holiness, who want to call me higher. And because friendship is one of the highest forms oh of my gosh. intimacy. So right. even, right. like even in Bobby and I, our marriage, our friendship is one of, is the, one of the highest forms of intimacy Absolutely, is our friendship. And when, when married couples don't have that and it's just based on the pleasure or the sexual, that all falls apart. If it's Absolutely. not based on a friendship because friendship, it's like in those times that, it's like, what do you do postpartum where you have to have celibacy for what <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. if you don't have a friendship, if you don't like lead each other to Christ, that what is it based on? You know, so, Amen. so in, just so people know, like friendship is one of the highest forms of intimacy. So mm. everyone needs community. No one is meant to be alone. No, absolutely. No one. Like man wasn't created for that. Yeah. Yeah. We weren't created for that. So no. the fact that you have, commu- we need community. Absolutely. So some people were like, oh, my community is online. That's great. <laughs> But you need real in life. Those, those online people either need to become real, or you need to find real flesh and blood, absolutely people in community. Incarnate, obviously, yeah. Like you and I were friends yeah. online, and like, and yeah. then it became a real life. And now I'm getting friendship. my butt kicked in Mario Kart by now your kids. You're, so now you're getting your butt kicked in Mario Kart. That's so, yeah. right. <laughs> bring us some humility. Because yeah, bring us some yeah. humility in there. <laughs> but no, that. absolutely, we're incarnate beings, and like absolutely. Yeah. So I needed that tangible that love in a different sense that the Lord was able to give to me. And so, yeah, my life looks different now, um, but community is huge to me, sacramental life, you know, relying on, especially going to Catholic university, like constantly just being in a relationship with the Lord, being in dialogue. Um, there's been seasons again, I'm not here to paint. Like there's, there's, I just got out of a season last year where it was so dry and so dark. And I was like, Lord, what am I doing here? And now I'm in a season, praise God, where it's like a resurrection season where I'm like, this is good. But like, again, I'm not here to say like, it's not one and done. Like it is, I'm constantly being made new. I'm constantly being, um, just stripped and he's constantly showing me what it means to be a son. But like this life is good. Yeah. The Catholic church is our home. Like no matter what you struggle with, what your experiences are, like if you share an LGBT plus experience, like I do, if you have a past, like I did, like the Catholic church is your home. She yeah. welcomes you with open arms. You know, if unfortunately there are some people who don't, who aren't hospitable and who don't yeah. treat it or treat you like this is your home. But I, this, I'm here to apologize that like on behalf of the church, on behalf of Catholicism, like as a faithful Catholic, as a disciple, like this is your home. Yeah. Jesus says, come. Um, and so this is my home and it's been a gift. Like I've never felt more peace, more alive and more fulfilled than I do living yeah. a Catholic life, living a life with Christ. Yeah. Um, In the Henry Nowen book, like he's like, you are beloved, live like it. Yeah. And so when you, when you realize that, because everyone being made in the image and likeness of God is a beloved son or daughter. And obviously when we become baptized, there is a greater um, grace and reality of living in that life. Um, But in sharing in the life of the spirit, but just to know the belovedness, like our belovedness is, and to live like it. Mm. And I think the, yeah, it's, it's a stripping of a way of pride. And obviously we are all on this journey till we die. Yeah. I am on this journey till like just God is continually. Yeah. What you said, like there's going to be seasons of, Ooh, this is amazing. And then there's gonna be, Ooh, there's going to be pruning seasons that are hard. Yeah. And it, it, whatever the cross that we are given is, Oh man, like there are going to be pruning seasons. They're going to be refining by the fire seasons and Mm. they are going to be tough. And I, those times in my life, I'm almost like, God, you are like so proud of me, your child. When I continue to, in those seasons, I feel nothing mm. that I still continue to be faithful Yeah, because yeah. I feel it's not, there's no emote. Like it's like, it's, and that's like in marriage too, 
like, yeah, obviously everything's great when we feel like we're like, we love like, oh, right, love right, it. right, right. But man, that's when love proves itself is like when you don't, that's what sacrifice is. Mm. And Jesus said the greatest act of love is to lay your life down for yeah. a friend, right? This like sacrifice is when we don't feel like doing something and we do it anyways out of love. Yeah. Like I try to tell my kids like love is not just to feel like feeling good. Love is actually like real, true agape love. God's love is like, is sacrifices when we don't feel like it, we do it anyways. Like, yeah, yeah hey, I don't feel like waking up at one in the morning to go feed my baby that's screaming. But <laughs> yeah. I love my baby. And so I, I get up it. and I do it because <laughs> out of love. Um, and so anytime, I think you, that's so great that you shared. Like we're always going to go through these ebbs and flows. Absolutely. We're all still being transformed. And yeah, we're going to fall into sin. Mm. And thank God for the sacraments. Thank God for confession and yeah, it's hard when I think this is one of the hard parts about when you do start sharing your testimony, people expect a life of perfection. Yeah. Now we're striving, we're we're, we're striving perfect per, perfection, and but until heaven, we're not going to be. We're always going to fall. Right. Um, <laughs> I like again. I'm such a child of the '90s and the 2000s and Stacy Orico. What was her um or like one of her first songs don't look at me if you're looking for perfection Jesus. don't look at me i will only let you down sing it uh, oh, i don't know the words this. my age oh, is yeah. showing i don't know Stacey, i don't even i know you're i'm not gonna lie i don't even know stacy i'm so sorry look her up, dude. Her you gotta do like hannah montana or something oh, like that she, like <laughs> uh, what is this, um for all um, the over 30 crowd to listen to Christian music in the 2000s. No, no, wait. This is, well, there's, this is killing me. There's a Hannah Montana song. Um, <laughs> oh, everybody makes mistakes. Everybody has those days. That's like me. That's my yeah, constant that's walk your, with the Lord. Yeah. I'm like, all right, this is good, but I might make a mistake. So like, the Lord. prophet Hannah Montana. Right, the prophet. Right, gosh, yeah, yeah, bookmark that. Yeah, the prophet Hannah Montana. But no, I mean, seriously, the jacket, like, exactly. Like, amen to everything you just said. Like, that is like, and that's the... I, I think like even that standard though, it's like you said, the standard for like, you know, just sainthood, like that also shouldn't be, I'm a huge, we, I've ranted to you about this before, but just like, that shouldn't be the standard once you have a microphone or once you have a platform. Like, it's not like, mm -hmm. oh, once like you should only be like, you know, like consistent or like striving for consistency and like sainthood, like, like if you have a platform or if you have a microphone or like this Catholic influencer culture, it's like, mm. it's like, dude, like we're disciples. Like we should, like, yeah. there's the standard of like, look like Jesus. But again, like every day that's going to look different. And like, there are days where you are not going to look like Jesus and you need to be like, like not content with that reality, but like gentle with yourself of like you're human and you're fallen. And like, especially coming from a past that I did, like there are still things I'm working on. There's still, yeah. thing, you know, and it's like just being that that's how good our God is though, that he's like, like, I see you. It's like, you said, I see yeah. your, your effort. I see that you're still here. Yeah. Like, even though you, you don't necessarily hear me right now, even though you don't necessarily see me right now, you're still here. And the hard part with social media <laughs> Is that we, Sarah Swafford goes, we always see people's highlight reels. Oh my gosh. And so you're always seeing people at their best or what they're willing to show you. And you have yeah. no clue what's going on behind the scenes. Like you have no clue people in their darkest days. They have no clue what people are dealing with in their, their bodies, their desires, their fears, their, their woundedness, their marriage, their friendships, their own, like you have no, we have no clue. Like, cause we see people, what people are willing to put out there and, and it is refreshing it's it's highly well. It's highly disappointing when people who have put stuff out there we see like, oh man, mm. you weren't really who there's you said you were. Yeah, but there's a difference between like you weren't really who you said you were versus like, it's really refreshing when people really are who they show. 
Mm. No, not say we're per- again. We're 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 but like like I'll t- get examples. Father Mike Schmitz. Mm. Father Mike is who he like. He is who he is mm. in front of social media and off social media. He's one of those people who is the same person. Mm. He's not showing you like, cause it makes me sad. It makes you sad mm. when we know like influencers who yeah. are jerk faces off of social media. I mean, I, this is not new. I have heard this for years, like of hearing of like, Oh yeah, there were speakers or whatever who, mm. um, and now it could be influencers right back in my day before there were influencers <laughs> back, with in, back, in Nigeria, back with Stacy, back with Stacy. Right. There were people I would hear stories and I would be like, Oh, disgusted like oh yeah there were these speakers who like or certain people who treated people like crap mm. and that made me so sad i was like okay i'm gonna make sure that every sound person i meet i am kind to i'm gonna make mm. sure like i go out of my way to say hi to know their name because i don't yeah. ever want people to say oh i met jackie and she was a total jerk you yeah know? good for you because we know even now there's, i know we've talked about that. there were there's in certain influencers who off of their little uh, social yeah. media page yeah. are rude to people i'm like that is whole i mean so yeah it is very refreshing when people whatever they present it's like that's who they are off of social media right absolutely. And even with all their uh, our, our wounds our weaknesses were th- the same because it's it is sad it's sad when people portray themselves one way it's a duplicity absolutely but, i mean to an extent we all have a duplicity a duplicity sure. okay um can i speak into that real quick yeah, i'm sorry please. I just want to no, real, absolutely i just wanted to comment on like also i think it goes into like i think it just with our belovedness right like it, it that's the importance of rooting and um constantly pressing into your belovedness is because yeah. if i see myself or you see yourself as a speaker or as yeah. an author, yeah. or as a X, Y, Z, what if that's stripped away? If that's my identity. Right. Oh, yeah. Like, what oh. if you're canceled? Oh, yeah. Like, what if you get canceled for the show? What if yeah. this episode takes down the show? Right. Like, who will you Is be? Is that my identity? Right. I, I coached volleyball, and I had girls who were the athlete. Mm. And what happens when they tear their um, ACL or whatever? They, ta- they tear their knee. Like, I had a girl who her identity was like she was one of the most amazing athletes mm. in her junior year. She tore her... her Gosh, I feel so dumb. ACL? Is that what it, yeah, um, no, the, the knee know, thing. Yeah. yeah and yeah. she couldn't play volleyball or basketball. And she had she went to a depression because yeah. it's like, who am I? Mm. I've always been athlete. That was my identity. Mm. And so, yeah, if everything is stripped away, if influencers stripped away, if speakers stripped away, if like, I think like if my voice was stripped away, because that's mm. what I do. I sing. You're singing. I that's speak. Right. That's my like livelihood. That's my, and like if that yeah. was stripped away, what would happen? You know, would I still know like, my identity is not in those things. It is you are a beloved daughter. Mm. And I love Henry now. It's like, and you don't have to prove that to anybody. The world says prove it. Mm. And you don't have to. The world's waiting right. for you to prove it. And it's like, oh, I don't know. We're not <laughs> performance based. Yeah, We're I not performance based. God's love can't lose God's no. love. Yeah. No. Um, so no. that's so beautiful. Okay. So when you were at Franciscan, you started a club. Yes. Right? What's yeah, it called? Ministry. Yeah. So it, um, it's a ministry called Integratis which is Latin for made whole. Um, and uh, I started it with, uh, I co-founded it with my dear friend, Brittany, uh, Brittany Bain. Um, and we share, we both have LGBT plus experiences. We both, our stories look very different, but um, we both are striving to live a life of holiness together. Um, and so we basically, we saw a need again, because as in my own life and in my own public ministry, I saw the need. I saw that this is a part of the body of Christ that's aching yeah. and that needs tending to and that wants tending to. And so at our university, 
I was like, okay, we have a porn group, you know, a group. We should clarify that. All right. I should clarify that. Sorry. We have, I said, Francis University, do not sue me. Uh, We have a, you know, a purity, right. Thank you for those. Even purity, that still sounds bad because purity is so much more than, but you know what I'm saying? Like for those who are struggling to like work through porn addiction and to strive for purity in that area. Um, so we had those things, but I was like, we don't have, like, we were both like, we don't have a space for people like us, students like us. And we know we're here. Like, we know we're not the only ones on this campus. And God bless you. And I want to tell every college student who's out there or anyone who's a young adult or anyone who there's, when there's not something for you, please start it. Start it. Absolutely. You are the one. You are yes. the chosen one. You are the chosen Just start the chosen. group when, when there is nothing for you. Because when people... I was just going to say, um, when people complain, <laughs> do it. Yeah. When say people it. Like are like, are like, oh, there's a bubble. I'm like, then you do, do it. something about it. Stop yes. complaining about it and do yes. it. Yes. God you know? gave you a will so and a capacity. The Lord Thank you, you God. Manny, God you is good. A need. You saw a need and you're like, we got to do something about this. Yeah. So you did. We did. And yeah. yeah, so we, we opened the space where it was basically like, um, it's a community. It's just a community of disciples. Um, we share a commonality that we're all Franciscan students. So it, it is students on our campus, mm-hmm. but we're all college kids. Um, we all, everyone in the room in one way or another um, shares an LGBT plus experience. Um, you know, it differs in terms of like some of us use different language. Some of us use, you know, have, um, you know, different pasts, different, you know, whatever. But the commonality is that we're college students and that we are striving for holiness. So we are striving mm-hmm. to not only um, live virtuously in this particular, in chastity, but also, you know, just in, humility and yeah. everything like virtue, you know, in general. Right. Um, and so we're a community. We come together every week. We share in prayer and fellowship. We have fun. Um, right now there's 24 of us in the community and it's such a joy. And I've been running it now. So I did it, um, two years and then I came back as a master's student right now. I'm getting my master's in catechetics evangelization and the university actually has me uh, working for the university um, under the Office of Evangelization, running this ministry. That's so awesome. I'm doing it with Brittany Bain, who's also an employee of the university. And so we're doing this, and this is what we do. And it's such a gift. And I was actually talking to Bobby about this um, when I was over here uh, recently. But um, it feels, honestly, like in a very mysterious way, um, but a beautiful way, it feels um, my that gap for fatherhood, that hole for fatherhood in my heart of just like, you know, these, I call them kids. They're not that much younger than me. Like, you know, I'm 25 and, you know, they're freshmen. So some of them are 18. So it's only a couple year difference. But nonetheless, like, I'm able to sit with these individuals amidst whatever it is that they're, you know, struggling with going through any questions, doubts, and I'm able to form, I'm able to protect, I'm able to defend, honor. Like, it's like that innate, like, draw and, like, um, longing for fatherhood is being fulfilled through this community. And it's like, I'm like, yeah. And same with Brittany. We talk about like Brittany. Um, she'll talk about like her longing for motherhood too, even is like, it's, we're like a spiritual mother and father to this community. It's like, they call us mom and dad and it's like so cute and so awesome. And like, I think anyone who's in ministry knows that feeling, that spiritual fatherhood, that spiritual motherhood. Like when you, when you give yourself that way in any ministry, you, you experience that. Like, I mean, for 10 years before I was married, Mm. I, that was like, I was like, I was spiritually mothering the, like, because I was a youth minister and then I was also a speaker. Like that's how you, it's beautiful. You're being a gift. That's how, that's how you're giving yourself. Absolutely. And it is such a beautiful, you're mentoring and it does. It's really such a beautiful thing that that's how you're bearing fruit into the world. It's like that spiritual fatherhood that people need. Now, actually, when I became an old biddy, and uh, <laughs> sing Stacy again, I was, uh, don't look. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sing it. 
Shout Sing. out to my friend Chica, who Chica. we went down the path of listening to 2000s early Christian music, Good. and it was amazing. Thank you, Chica. Good. She's Good like, bring, Chica. bring it all back. Bring all, bring, bring back, it all back the oldies. We're going to bring it back. We're going to start I'm this trend. Yeah, Hashtag yeah. bring back the Hashtag oldies. Hashtag Stacey Rico. We That's love right. you. I love you. That's friend. right. Um, That's right. That's right. <laughs> but yeah, so it's like, um, yeah, it just felt... It's such a it's such a beautiful thing that you're you're doing that, and that's where you can absolutely be a gift, um, because anybody who is physically like physically not a mother or father like we are all we are all called to be spiritual mother and yeah. fathers. Yeah, yeah. But it's like even goes into the reality of just like again like looking at like nuns and priests even like mm-hmm. obviously like I'm not an, a priest I'm not a nun, <laughs> um, but like nonetheless like through the state that the Lord has me in where I am in my life. Like I'm still able to live out my fatherhood in a, in a way that's, you know, spiritual and good and fulfilling. I'm able to receive love in a way that's good and fulfilling. Obviously I'm not here to live, you know, to speak ignorantly that obviously I'm not receiving the same love that somebody who's married is exactly the same. Like I'm not having sex. <laughs> I don't have a spouse. So I can't sit here and be like, it's the same because it's not the same, but nonetheless, it's still good and it's still fruitful just like, you know, love within a marriage is good and fruitful, just like love within the priesthood or, you know, yeah. um, the uh, consecrated life is good and fruitful. Like the love that I'm receiving in this life and I'm giving in this life is good and fruitful. And like my place in the church is good and fruitful. Yeah. And like our place in the church is good and fruitful. And like, that's what I'm really here to share is to speak into that freedom to like allow others who share my experiences and also maybe who don't just to know that like whatever it is, whatever it is, Whatever that thorn in your side is, like the Lord like wants to make you into a saint out of that and you benefit the church greatly. Like the church needs you. Yeah. Absolutely. You know. And you do have a spouse, his name is Jesus. Yeah. And I have a spouse whose yeah. name is Jesus. Yeah. Like that's a bit I, I was listening to Jeff Cavins, um, and he said anytime we long want the the creature or the created more than the creator. Mm. The create so anytime we want the created more than the creator, we are that's an idol. Mm. So even Bobby, if I put my husband, who I love, he's my best friend, even if I put him above Jesus, that's idol. Mm. And it's like any, any, anything that is, can be good because a lot of the creative things are good. Sex is good. Yeah. Kids are good. You know, but any, if I ever like l- desire those things, like, so anyone who's struggling with like, or anyone who's single and desires to be married, mm. if that is our end goal is marriage over Jesus, that's an idol. Mm. If anyone who is struggling with having children puts that over Jesus, that's an idol. Mm. Anyone, I mean, it's, it's though, and the, the whole thing is those things are good. Mm. The created things that God has created, those are good. But if we put the created over the creator, we make an idol out of it. And, right. Ooh. Well, because they're good because they point to the creator. Yeah. So those it's like that's good an, they mirror. And it's, and it's rough to, again, receive that because yeah. we long so much for, I, I can't tell you how many friends I have who are single and want to be married. Mm. And, um, but I will say so many of them are so lovely and they know they don't put the created. They Jesus is the end. Mm. He is the, they're all in all. Like he, another, <laughs> you are my all. I'm sorry. Okay, this no, this one I know. No, this you actually know, is healing. Are you talking about you are my all in all? Yes, yeah, yeah, okay, good. This Jesus is healing. See, he brings things fuck. together. Look at that. This is healing because before I felt really young because I was like, I don't know who the Stacey oh, person is. Thanks, thanks. I felt good. really young. It was like, is all in all Chris Tomlin? Oh, I thought, no. Who is all in all? Because I was about to say, Chris Tomlin's just bringing, the Lord is using to bring about a lot of healing today. And Brooke Legit Wood, Brooke Fraser. Brooke Fraser. No, what I was saying about the motherhood oh, thing, I just sorry. remembered it, that um, now that I'm an old biddy, um, 
and actually have children, I had a, a girl come up to me and be like, can I have a mom hug? Because these kids actually now could be my kids. Like, the, the, I, I've been speaking. Oh, okay. I've been speaking you. a high schooler since I was like in college, like mm. right out of high school. So I was on mm. quarantine for high school. But like now that I actually am in the mom phase, so I felt like a spiritual mom. But like literally now that I am a mom and these kids, I'm old enough that they could be my kids. Yeah. I had a girl like, can I have a mom hug? Oh. And I'm like, sure. You're like, you know? no, I yeah, mean, so. even for me, yeah, it's the same with like for me, like there's, we had one guy who, um, he was, we walked with him from freshman year, senior year, all the way till he graduated. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, for me, it's like just seeing them grow up. And then it's like, I'm <laughs> like, like yeah, I'm like sitting there. I'm like, well, we do this thing where sometimes we'll like, jo- like, we'll like joke, like, we'll like her and I will jokingly like kind of like link arms and like wave at them. Goodbye. Yeah. We're Hi, like, mom, bye dog. guys. Um, I mean, you know, Alam. Andrew Laubacher, he he still calls me mom. Like and like literally, he's only like f- six years younger than me, seven years younger. And he than calls me. you mom. And he's like, bye mom, bye. Like, me and Bobby, he lived with uh, our family for like a year and a half. He's like, hi mom, hi mom. Dad, you know. <laughs> I think it's awesome. I just think, hi buddy, bye bud. It's just know? like a beautiful like I don't know like I, to me it's just like the Lord like blows my mind the way he because there is that it's, again it's like you said it's like a that longing like it points to something good and like you know even for those of us who you know for someone like me who like I didn't choose to be here I didn't ask to be called to live this kind of a life like you know and like it's very valid like I encounter people all the time because through my public ministry too just like speaking and like meeting people all over the world and like all the time like it's a constant pain of like so many of us are like I didn't choose this like Mm -hmm. I want to be a father I want to be a mother like and now there's no hope question mark like I guess like Mm -hmm. we're just and like, it's interesting to me how the Lord has shown me that it's like, no, like you, this can still be lived out. Not maybe in the way you're expecting it to be, yeah. or the way you're wanting it to be, but nonetheless, like there is, and obviously that's so much easier said than done. I'm not here to invalidate, um, you know, those pains that um, my brothers and sisters have. Um, but he's just shown me in a really beautiful way that it's like, no, like this is, there is a way to live this out that can be really beautiful. And I don't know, I'm kind of excited for the future ahead when I'm like to the point where I'm old enough that they can actually like look at me as like, cause right now I'm more like older brother. Yeah. I'm excited for when I get to the point where I'm like, no, I could be your dad. And then yeah. it's like, this is cool. Cause now like, yeah. you know, and but. so many people need, and this is Bobby's um, Catholic psych experience rubbing off on me, like a reparative experience <laughs> of a father. Right. Yeah. Like they, they didn't have a good father. Yeah. They need, and man. so their yeah. mentorship, their, their relationship with you is showing them, Oh, this is what I wish my mm. dad would have been like. Mm. I wish my dad would have loved me like mm. this. Or I mean, received, even, yeah. yeah. Or like our moms, our dads, like so many of us, obviously none of us have perfect parents, but like some of us have been extremely wounded by our father or our mother. Mm. And one of the beautiful things about being in the body of Christ is that when we have people in our lives, like even for me, like I've had, um, God brought me some beautiful couples that showed me like, Oh my gosh, this is what it looks like to have a beautiful Catholic marriage. Mm. And I was like, it's possible. Mm. So for you, they can look at you and be like, it's possible. Yeah. Like people, people, if I'm their spirit, like spiritual mama, like whatever. And they're like, okay, it's possible to have kids to have a lot of kids and not be completely miserable. Yeah, and not hate your life. Yeah, like, yeah, because that's what the culture says. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, like if you have kids, like it's, it's miserable. Be the worst. And I could go be like, <laughs> like sipping alcohol in the Maldives like, on my <laughs> yacht because like the parenthood life it's terrible. And you're like, I'm still doing that. I just have kids. No, I'm like, just kidding. I'm still going to the Maldives <laughs> yeah. and sipping some. Yeah, you life. are. Yeah, you um, are. <laughs> No, respectfully, like, right, like, virtuously. Yes, virtuously. Right, virtuously. Um, right. But like that's what the world says. The world says like parent is terrible. Like yeah. living a life of chastity is horrible. Yeah. And and the part of being a mentor is like you're like, no, a life in Christ. Every, well, anything worth doing 
requires sacrifice. Yeah. Whether you are an athlete, a musician, whether whether it is in marriage, whether it's a life of chastity, mm. anything worth doing requires sacrifice. Absolutely. And so a life of selfishness doesn't. <laughs> Amen. Uh, and you can go you can go do whatever you want, but anything worth doing it requires sacrifice. And so it may not be easy. Oh, actually, that's a sacrifice. It is not easy, but we do it because uh, out of love, and we and it does it brings joy. There's a mm. deeper joy. A life in Christ is so joyful. Mm. It is going to be difficult. But it is worth doing. So you are showing people it is possible. And I'm just like Kim Zember and you. I like I had prayed for people like I'm like, Lord, where, where are they? We mm. need them. And then all of a sudden God started bringing. And I'm like, thank you, Lord. Mm. Because you it's always good. need mentors in your life to show like, okay, it, I'm not alone. Mm. It is possible. Like I'm not the only mm. one. Because I'm sure, again, you hear those stories, like, I'm yeah. not alone. Oh, my gosh. And even just me, uh, when I was single and, like, living a life of chastity, like, oh, thank mm. God there's someone else that's waiting till marriage to have sex. Like, oh, thank God I'm not the only one mm. who, like, is not doing all these things, you know, yeah. living a life of sin. Yeah. So people need witnesses, and I'm very grateful for you. All right, Manny, uh, we could keep talking for hours, okay. and we probably will, yeah. actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, is there anything else that you want to share with people um, who are listening and then I'll ask where can they find you, but go ahead. Like if, is there anything else you want to share that's on your heart? Yeah. Um, thanks Jackie. I, um, I think for those of you who are listening, um, I don't know where you're coming from. I don't know, um, what you struggle with. Um, maybe you share an experience like mine. Maybe you have a past like mine. Um, but regardless, I just want to speak life into that again, um, that the Catholic church is your home that Jesus is your Lord, um, that he came and died and rose for you, um, for you amidst everything, whatever it is, um, the wood of the cross like does not exempt you. Um, the church is your home. Um, I welcome you. I'm thankful you're here. Um, not in spite of your sexuality, but amidst it, amidst whatever that looks like. Um, that the life that the church is calling you to, um, calling us to, all of us, through chastity is good. It's fruitful. It's fulfilling. It's hard. But it's like Jackie said, I mean, like following Jesus is difficult. You know, if it wasn't, then everyone would be doing it. But at the same time, it's worth it. Like love has a cost. Um, yeah. Thank God Jesus paid it on the cross. And all we have to do now is just follow suit. And it, it is good. It is worth it. And so I just want to speak life into that. Um, that I'm glad you're here. I'm thankful you're here and that the church is your home and that the life the church is calling to you is good. Um, and I hope that our conversation, I hope that by the grace of God, like my witness, witnesses of others, um, witnesses of Jackie, of Bobby, of, you know, everyone, of you know, faithful disciples show that like, no, like being in communion with Christ is good. It is attractive. It is fruitful. And it's worth it. Um, and I just ask that you pray for me. Um, cause this is, the enemy doesn't like what you're doing. He doesn't like what I'm doing. He doesn't like what your viewers are like. He doesn't like this. So pray for me, please. Um, and just all glory be to God's and yeah, the Lord is very good. So you just made me think of, um, Galatians 5, 1 for freedom, Christ set us free. Mm. So stand firm and do not submit again to the yoke of slavery mm. for freedom. He set us free. He wants us to be free. Oh, Amen. it just made me think like yeah. shame, like Christine Kane talks about like mm. um, people say shame on you. She's like, uh, uh-uh, shame off of you. In That's the name right. Of Jesus. Shame off. Shame off. Off of you in the name of Jesus. Shame off, like, man. Off of you because, and the- oh yeah, just we're not, we're so 
Anyways, that could be a whole nother. Anyways, yeah, wait, thank you. Another episode. I could, I could oh, shoot, another episode. Okay, yeah. Another episode. All right. So where can people find you, Manny? Yeah, so um, I, um, like Jackie was saying, I have my social media platforms. Um, it's called Call Me Manny um, with two extra Ys at the end. So, so three Ys Three total. Ys total. Thank Call you. Me Manny. Call Me Manny. Call Me Manny. <laughs> Um, you can also find my website. It's funny. I still haven't purchased the domain, so it's kind of embarrassing because I literally go on podcasts all the time and I say this, it's really embarrassing. Um, but it's usually if you Google just like what a beautiful cross, Manny Gonzalez or what a beautiful cross Catholic or whatever. What a beautiful cross. Right. What a beautiful is. cross. Oh, okay. So you can also thank find you, me. Thank you. See, and I get that one. I'm not that that young. So I got that one. So but you can also find, so call me Manny. Uh, what a beautiful cross is where you can contact me for just questions, speaking inquiries. Also just to see my other, other other places I've been so that you can have more resources and I also have a resource list on there. Um, yeah. So that's, the, those are the main two is, uh, what a beautiful cross and call me Manny. So, cool. Well, thank you so cool. much for coming over in the pouring rain and thunder and, in the uh, pouring rain, man, but God uh, affirmed through the thunder. He, did, he affirmed. Okay, cool. Well, thank you guys so much for listening or watching and yeah, we'll see you next time. Like comment, subscribe, share this episode and yeah, love you. Thank you for supporting us. Bye guys. Bye, guys. God bless guys. Bye.